A thing of beauty is a joy forever. John Keats, 1795-1821 In the Victorian era of New York in the 1880s, I find myself living a double life as a preacher's wife during the day and an honest courtesan by night. You see, there are two types of courtesans, according to my Italian friend Anita. The first kind, incidentally, are known in Italy as honest courtesans, thus the name in Italian, Cortigiana Onesta. An honest courtesan, besides being able to cater to a man's most animalistic needs, is usually an intellectual who possesses many talents and skills on par with women from noble backgrounds. The other type of courtesan is of a much lower class. Her beautiful, scarlet-red French dress that sparkles may initially fool you, but once she opens up her mouth, you will then realize the type of woman she truly is. The English language is only comprised of an alphabet of twenty-six letters and vowels, but the true elegance in speech is how one uses those letters to form words that inspire, intrigue, seduce, enrage, love, and fear. Therein lies the dividing line between a courtesan of a superior class and one of a lower class. The lower class courtesans are called in Italian cortigiana de lume, like two birds adorned with beautiful feathers of gold, green, black, yellow, and purple that are most pleasing to the eye. How lovely! The one bird a songbird with gold and green plumage sings a musical repertoire that joys the heart and moves the soul to greater heights of tranquility. The other bird, a mandarin duck, with black, yellow, and purple feathers, belts out a loud quacky-quack. As a courtesan who is deeply religious in a very hypocritical way, I always wear a diamond-studded cross wherever I may go. I flaunt my devotion to God by wearing the cross and never ever take it off for any reason, no matter what. The diamond cross was a gift from my Chinese friend, Meiyi Meiyi, who was a beautiful concubine of a high-level official in the Chinese government. She wanted to learn English, and thus attended the Bible school seminary set up by my parents a few minutes from the fruit and vegetable market across from the Pudong River. I owe my religious beliefs to my adopted missionary parents, who during our stay in the foreign concessions of Shanghai force-fed me the Bible on a daily basis from the age of thirteen until the age of seventeen. O oh God, please forgive me, for I have sinned. Sharing an intimate night with Dr. Gooding was a sin that I hope you will forgive. I do it all for you, the Church, and my beloved husband." Yes, I convince myself that my indiscretions, as a courtesan who gives the majority of the money earned from her wealthy benefactors to the church coffers, and her own brothers and sisters who are poverty-stricken, justifies my sins in the eyes of God. If you are my lover for the night, my name to you is Lady Lettich. In the church community— I am known as Mrs. Reverend Stockton's wife, a minister's wife who conveys a spirit of humility and timidity, the perfect image anyone would envision a minister's wife to be. 
I understand that perception is often taken as reality, and therefore I've crafted a well-polished faux personality that is perceived as being authentic and true, down to my speech, facial expressions, dress, mannerisms, and the way I walk. Yes, Lady Latich is a personality like an onion of many layers, whereby the innermost deep layers of her double life are never to be revealed. She is a well-educated and talented lady who sings, dances, recites poetry, speaks six languages fluently, and can converse on a variety of subjects. Lady Latich learned her talents secretly at the age of sixteen from Mei Mei, a Chinese courtesan she was introduced to by her father during their stay in Shanghai.